We could be wrong, but who cares? I'm Anderson. Yo, dude, my mood. This is Sean. And Mike. All right, guys. So we have someone joining us today, uh, Mr. X, and he's going to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself and, and also tell us why he's going by Mr. X. All right, please. Hello, everyone. So I wanted to come in. I was asked to join by Chris, and I wanted to do my best to represent MAGA appropriately. I feel like a lot of guys misrepresent what MAGMA is about, MAGA is about, and I'm here to do my best to do that. All right. And you tell us, so why are you going by Mr. X? Again, a lot of my feelings might not be accepted well by the people I work with and honestly by some of my own family members. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense, I guess. So welcome, Mr. X, and we'll see how it goes. All right. So let's start off. Um, We wanted to start talking about a few things today, but the first thing uh, on the agenda was uh, what our feelings are on former Vice President Mike Pence dropping out of the presidential race and how it affects that. Somebody want to start off on that? Mike? Yeah, I, don't Mike. Think it, I, don't, I don't think it affects the race, honestly. Okay. Um, I don't think Pence had that many supporters in order for it to affect, uh, you know, whoever's in second place to catch up to the number one contender, which is Donald Trump. Anderson, apparently when he left, he had 3.5% of the support. Mm-hmm. Okay, see. So, yeah, it's not even enough compared to what's Donald's right now? Uh, around 43%, and DeSantis is second around 16%. Yeah, so it wouldn't have made a difference, in, in my opinion, of course. I'm pretty sure everybody else might think that way, unless I'm wrong. <laughs> Mike? Anybody else? I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers, then, yeah, it was very small. What is not much of a chance? Yeah, is anybody surprised that he dropped out? I mean, other than having low numbers, I mean, did anybody think that he had a chance to even, uh, well, you know, I, have a chance to win? You know what? I want to hear from Mr. X because I'm assuming he's a Trump supporter. And why is this good news for him? Uh, yeah. Um. I see your name as A-Man. Is that how I refer to you as? Yeah. No, you call me Anderson because uh, I oh. introduce myself as Anderson. Okay. Uh, that's your first name or your last name? Sorry, I, I don't uh, mean to be rude. I just trying to figure this out. <laughs> no, it's my first name. Then I would have just told you to call me Mr. Whatever. But Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Anderson. As a Trump supporter, um, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, Pence really didn't have any of the following. I know that Mahmoud said he he had 3.5%, but I really don't think he did at all. Uh, I think a lot of of Republicans now are not going to support him for the fact that we honestly believe he just followed the swamp. He followed the system. Instead of really looking into some of the accusations that happened during the 2020 election, he just played along. I don't know why. I'm not saying he's part of the deep state or anything. All I'm saying is that he wasn't brave enough to do what needed to be done. 
Which was what? Which was halt the uh, the commencement and to look into the investigations or allow time for the courts to really run through some of these accusations. Which happened there, later. There and were nothing there, there were there were sixty eight court cases before Pence made his decision. Sixty eight. Well, we'd rather not debate the twenty twenty election yeah. right now. You know, that's already uh, been debated a yeah. lot. You know, I was in my bring that up, it, yeah. it's gonna go a, a whole nother way. Right, it'll go a whole nother way than what we want. So I guess my question is, you know, in, in reality, do we feel Pence is a strong representation of a true Republican? No. I, I could answer that right now. Uh, he is not at all. Again, like I said, you know, there's a new form of Republicans rising. That's why you see that the Speaker of the House is Mr. Johnson, Mr. Mike Johnson, who is the true representative of Republicans of today. Now, uh, you know, if you want to say old school Republicans or old Republicans, that would be someone like a Reagan. And if Reagan was alive today, Reagan would be endorsing President Trump right now. So what are the uh, what are the qualifications for a Republican nowadays? Making America first. OK, and we do not think that Mike Pence or anyone else did that. We, we, uh, let me speak for myself. I personally feel he did not put America first. Absolutely. Well, he didn't put, he didn't put your candidate first. That's um, the stated deep state too, Mr. X. Do you feel like there were other things behind it as to why he wasn't addressing America first? Uh, maybe he was looking to really be the, you know, the, the next presidential candidate, which he was. Maybe he thought that, you know, they're obviously after President Trump now, and maybe he thought they would get President Trump and he could easily overtake uh, current President Biden. Mike, what's your feelings? <laughs> well, well, uh, the Pence dropped wait, wait, wait. out. Mike, can, can I go real quick uh, before sure. uh, you proceed? Sure. I don't want to get lost sure. in, in the whole thing. Uh, first of all, uh, Mr. X, uh, Ronald Reagan would never support Donald Trump, and Donald Trump would never support Ronald Reagan. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I had the same thought. Uh, Ronald Reagan was a, a law and order candidate. He was a law and order president. And um, unfortunately, you know, other other candidates, recent candidates, have not been law and order. So I, that's I would have a hard time uh, imagining a Ronald Reagan supporting a, a Donald Trump. Can you please clarify personally. why you said other candidates are not a law and order? Well, <laughs> well, um, I don't I don't think Trump personally is a law and order candidate. I mean, he's. He, what does he have? Eight, what does he have? Ninety-one indictments against him right now, and I know those are just accusations. Nothing's been solid yet, but you know, from well, I mean, just the documents case alone, he's not allowed to keep the documents. That's that's simply a law. He's, the president, the, those documents belong to the people of the United States. So, for him to say, 
you know, F you, I want to keep the documents. That's not law and order. So I don't, you know, that's, that's, I have a little difficulty with that, but let me go back and rather than talk about Trump, let's, let me go back and talk about Pence. It, it, the, the elections are changing. They're starting way earlier than they used to start. And this makes it difficult for candidates because you need money and money equals support. And if you start too soon and you don't continue with the amount of money and support, it's going to put you in a really tough position. So Pence is the first one to say, you know, obviously I'm not popular enough, so I'm just going to drop out of the race. But there will be several other candidates that the reason they're going to drop out is not necessarily their values or what they want to do is important, but it's simply they're not going to have enough money to make it. So unfortunately, that's part of the problem here with Pence. Well, it just my opinion i'm not a republican i don't i don't consider myself a democrat either more of an independent but i honestly thought of uh former vice president pence as a, a true conservative uh, at least from what i've seen of his record uh, i actually was a little bit impressed by him with where he stuck up for what he thought whether republicans believe it or not but what pence thought was the constitution is what he stood up for in the end is my opinion you know, so I see uh, former Vice President Pence as a, a true conservative, and I think he is a Republican, in my opinion. I'm not sure what you guys feel. Um, I just wanted to first thank Mike for admitting that, um, you know, Pence wasn't going to get enough money. And that's what's the difference between my candidate that I back and the other ones. They're beholdens. To their, uh, to their, um, I, I don't even know what the name is to be honest. To the people that give them money to run, where my candidate is not, he is able to financially alone back his own candidacy. And as for uh, Sean here, Sean said that he was a true conservative, but he didn't even have the the religious leaders backing him. All the religious leaders back my candidate. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The, yeah, ultra -conservative, so the ultra conservative Christians back your candidate, not all the religious leaders back your candidate. That's not even close to accurate, Mr. X. I'm not trying to upset anyone. I'm just telling you what the facts are, but thanks. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about facts. Okay. We'll talk about facts. I'll be signing off now because nothing I will be saying will be factual in your mind. No, that's no not what I'm saying. No reason for me to open okay. my mind, my mouth because anything I say will be unfactual from now on. That's not what I said. I didn't say that you're lying. I'm telling you the information that I gather supports what I'm stating. That's all. I, I, I did not say you were lying, lying either. Lying. Well, I, I mean, you, you sound real angry and this is the reason why... I call myself Mr. X because I just can't seem to talk to the other side. Well, Mr. X, here's a question for you. Um, do you think that Donald Trump is more popular than Ronald Reagan? Just out of curiosity, just had to bring that up. A lot of times they say it's always best to quote someone else, but 
uh, I could quote many congressmen and senators who say he's the greatest president of our time. And, and the reason why I brought that up is because I was looking at the electoral map of both uh, Ronald Reagan and Trump. Uh, and when Ronald Reagan uh, ran, he actually took every state but one state compared to Donald Trump when he actually won in 2000, 2016. So those are facts, and I know you like facts. Uh, thank you. I'm very happy that you brought that up. But again, what you're missing is the fact that in this society with the, with the uh, mainstream media, my candidate is absolutely everyone seems to be against them in mainstream media. Maybe it would be different if people were more willing to accept the changing of America. But uh, you're right. If you well, have that map, actually, you no. have that map. No, I mean, but I mean, the media also helped uh, Donald Trump spread his lies as well. Oh, uh, but, okay. But we also don't want to make this a Trump referendum. No, no, wanna, no, 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 no. Is yeah, that he brought keep, up Ronald no, Reagan? No, I understand. Well. No, I agree. I agree. And I voted for Reagan. Um, I So I guess that the next question is, do we think there's a big difference in reality between old school Republicans and what Mr. X is calling the new wave of Republicans? Is it a really a large major, ma, majority of people that are new Republicans? Or is it basically there's a small fringe group that are very loud that are new Republicans? Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, it, it, it does. does and it, it does. Yeah, it, it makes sense. But I mean, the, the, a real Republican, I mean, they're religious. You know, a lot of them are married once. And Mr. Trump has many marriages, many kids from different women in terms of the religious aspect. We I mean, for a fact, come on, we heard Donald Trump in an interview when they asked him what's his favorite verse in the Bible. And he could even answer that because he said, oh, it's very pirate pirate. Uh, I can't even say the word Bob, private. private. Yeah. Um, and, is and, this and gonna... I thought it was so ridiculous. This... Is this going to be ridiculous. a Donald so... Trump episode? Just that oh, asking. No, no, cause, no, no. Because we're talking about MAGA, and we're talking about old-school Republicans. And MAGA MAGA is more Trump. than just President Trump. It's it's making Which America totally first. Disagree. No, 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 no. I totally disagree. Okay. And, and that's the reason why you guys lost in the first place. MAGA existed because of the former president. And that's the only reason why. And just like the, the Tea Party only existed because Obama was in was a Democrat and they didn't like Obama. So, so Mahmoud, or one of you two, Mike or Mahmoud, what do you think about old school versus new school Republicans? I think there might be a new wave of how people look at things. I don't know if it's a new school versus an old school kind of Republican. Um, but I would like somebody that's able to stand up more for what they want to state and be more confident for progress. I don't think that their religion, their background has anything to deal with any political views. But that's they bring it up that... all the time. But they bring it that's up all because... the time. That's the reason why. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to sway the public or point of view or opinion to be like, oh, my politician is of the same views as I do or practices the same way. But that has nothing to do with progress. That has nothing to do with... No, I totally agree. Totally agree. I want for change. So, Mike, as, as an old-school person like myself, and I don't mean any disrespect by that, what do you think? Do you think Republican Party in general has changed immensely? 
in general? Much. Well, yeah. It used to be a fiscally conservative party. Uh, it used to be the law and order party. Um, it doesn't seem to have, those two things don't seem to be as significant as they were. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's more focused. To me, there, there's a, the, the, the thing about the Republican Party that I don't care for right now is you have this very strong influence from one person and too many people are afraid to stand and to, to speak them their own view where they are and risk going against that one particular person. So that's making the party um, unbalanced. Um, you know, so you have, again, this is what happened when, when, you know, a group of 12 decided to get rid of the Speaker of the House and create all the disruption that they created. Uh, and then, you know, immediately the people within the group of 12 wanted to take over and the rest of the group said, no, nah, we're not interested in just a small little group with their own little self-interest taking over. We want somebody that's going to be you know, put in the position to be for the good of the party, to move the party forward, to move our agenda forward. But the agenda, we, the agenda continues to be held back by one person. And that's what's, that's what's hurting the Republican Party right now, in my view. Do we, do we think Speaker Johnson is going to be that person to move it forward? Hard to say. I, I want to give him a fair chance. I mean, they've already got lots of people criticizing him already, and that's normal. But, you know, he, maybe he'll rise to the occasion and, and go, you know, really what we need to do is we, need, we have some serious things we need to get done in our country. Rather than just being against the other side all the time, maybe he'll be able to convince enough people to kind of calm down a bit to go, hey, you know, we got to get some stuff done here. It's not about uh, making the Democrats look bad or the Republicans look bad, you know, because by doing that, we're making our country look bad. Let's let's get together. It's hard to find people that have that view, Mike. I know. And it revolves Those are called leaders, something right? you guys Those stated earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Great leaders too. Yeah. And we stated earlier that it revolves around money. Because yeah. trying to become a candidate or anything like that, even as a third party, if you had these kind of views, you're you're hardly gonna be able to be seen because you don't have <clears> the, <throat> enough money just to be able to compete in the candidacy program to get your name well, out there. And, and that's the element of democracy. You know, it, it's it's based on, you know, you have to have support. And a lot of times that support has to be money because it's a it's a, it's a marathon. We haven't even started our, our primaries yet. We've gone through all of this. We're losing candidates already. And the first primary isn't until January. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So we want to kind of move on to another subject, but I want to, since Mr. X is our conservative here, give him uh, the last uh, uh, point to state on this. So go ahead, Mr. X. Yeah, um, I'd like to agree with Mike. Again, uh, you know, I'm not here to attack the other side. I'm here to sort of express my views to the other side in hopes that they sort of come around to my position. I think that a lot of the, um, a lot of my colleagues across the aisle are really being swept up by the fringes of their side and we're losing a lot of moral ground in America today. All right. 
All right. Well, let's move on to another subject. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You know, uh, yeah, I was going to bring up uh, if here we go again, if for our guests, of course, uh, MAGA, of course, is Republicans, as he stated. If Trump, if Trump isn't the candidate, can a MAGA Republican vote for someone else? And who would that be? Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of great candidates that I'm looking at. Ron DeSantis, I think he's a great candidate that puts America first. Nikki Haley, yeah, there's a lot of great candidates. But right now, the true leader is the leading candidate right now. And it, would be, uh, it wouldn't be appropriate to go and just throw them out just because there's been a lot of false allegations and you know i don't know who but a lot of people seem to be going after him all right all right so i want to move on to another subject because uh, we could go on this for hours um this next one i think we've had and it, you'll all get it when we start talking about it um, there's been a lot of celebrity deaths recently uh it seems to be tons of them god every time i turn the news on someone else is passing away um this guy was on Friends, which I'm not sure if any of you guys watch, but I was not a big Friends person. I watched a few episodes, but it was not big. So Matthew Perry passed away. Uh, supposedly, they said of drowning in a hot tub. Uh, they don't know. Uh, what I saw, the latest information today I saw was that they're still pending toxicology. Uh, anyone who knows about Matthew Perry, though, knows that he did have a big alcohol and drug problem when he was younger and he admitted to that and wrote a book about it so i guess i want to get your guys feelings on this if you were friends fans uh what's your feelings about the whole situation uh because it's big in the news right now i'm a big friends fan uh i my wife and i watch it um the whole season all eight seasons every like every year almost um he did. He opened up some rehab center in Southern California, and you know it made me sad. I mean, he's he was almost like a part of the family. Great actor. I liked um, I liked him too. A lot of my peers watched the show. I watched the show. Not every episode, not every season, like Mr. X, but I enjoyed it too. Um, I researched the. Uh, situation as well and the tox report so far states that he didn't have any meth or fentanyl in his system but who knows whatever else maybe is still pending other results um and apparently matthew perry had a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol for over 30 years um he'd been going to therapy he'd been going to over six thousand aa meetings He's been in the rehab 15 times in and out of it. At 30 years old, he had pancreatitis from drinking. I didn't even know any of this was going on. I just thought he was a great actor that made funny TV shows. Mike? Not a friend's uh, follower. Just yeah. sad for anybody that, you know, has been struggling with, you know, alcohol or addiction issues. Depression, probably. Yeah. It's sad. It, you know, at his age, it's sad. 
Very sad. Yeah, problem with alcohol, pills, apparently taking Vicodin up to 55 pills a day. Now he, he wrote about it. has got on your body. Yeah, he wrote about it. He, I think he published a book about his problems at one time, from my understanding. But He did. Anderson, were you a Friends fan? No, never was. Um, never watched it? Never watched it. I, I usually don't support. I don't. I don't support a lot of white shows. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm more of a Martin guy, Living Color, uh, type of person. No, uh, don't say that. Living Color had Jim Carrey. Yeah. Well, those. I mean, hey, Friends didn't have one black person either. So. <laughs> hey, Jim Carrey was the token. Hey, at least uh, Living Color did their job in you know. Had diversity. Ah. Yeah, they had, they had mean, the token white Jim Carrey. I'm sorry, but, no, but to his to his death, uh, of course, it's sad. Uh, when you heard about it, well, my first initial thought is either overdose or maybe a heart attack because all the the drugs and alcohol that he's used. Because you know, how do you drown in a hot tub, right? So it's unfortunate, <laughs> and you know, true. Uh, you know, we can't. What can we do? You know. Yeah, I watched Friends several times. I mean, I wasn't a fan as much as, obviously, Mahmoud and Mr. X was. I mean, I'd watch it if there was nothing else on, and I thought it was it was semi-humorous. I mean, it was a, it was an interesting story. You know, every once in a while, I'd get, that some of the episodes would drag out a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, I thought it was very interesting, and it's, it was interesting to see, in my personal opinion, some of the stars go on to other things after, you know, they left. You know, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. People like Jennifer Anderson, who did a ton of stuff. It seems to me that the female actresses, at least uh, a couple of them, seem to do more after the show than the male actors. But I'm not sure what you guys feel on that. No, uh, Matthew Perry had several movies. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he'd had one with the Zac Efron uh, from High School Musical. They did a movie where they, like, you know... Uh, one gets younger. Uh, he had another again. one with, um, geez, I can't remember the actress's name. Her, um, she's a, a Mexican actress. She was on Dust Till Dawn. Uh, she did Frida. Sam Hayek. He had one called with Sam Hayek. He had a lot of movies, but unfortunately, his addiction interfered with his career. Yeah, you know. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment on what Anderson said when he made the joke about, you know, white comedy. And it's sort of like some of the problems I have with the other side. They, it's almost as if they can't help but make race about everything. I, I'm not trying to start a fight. I just noticed that, like, I don't get it. It was just a funny TV show. Race had nothing to do with it. And I think that's some of the problems that's happening with our country and that's dividing us. Just wanted to make that political uh, comment. That, yeah, I just, that, to, I, I just brought up diversity and, you know, that's something that I saw from just clips of the show. And I thought it was important to bring that up. Mm-hmm. But thank you for bringing that up, Mr. X. So I'm pretty sure you're for diversity as well. Absolutely. I am for diversity. Well, and I think True, everyone's like- equal. I mean, I don't need to point out where there wasn't this or that. Um, I'm a big Friends fan, and I know that the character Ross, played by David Swimmer, was dating a Afro-American on the show, but 
you wouldn't know that because you just thought they, yeah. you know, everything has to be about race. So I just thought it was awkward. Yeah. That's all. And, and can you let me know how many episodes was that individual in it as well? Uh, I believe five episodes. Oh, okay. And how many seasons do they have all together? Eight Four seasons. Eight seasons. Yeah. And how many episodes per season? Uh, right off the top of my head, I can't recall, but. It's, I mean, well, do the math, and then uh, maybe you might think that I'm kind of right. Again, why does the left have to be so hostile? I, did I come off hostile to you? I'm sorry. You kind of did because you brought up that episode, those five episodes with that individual came up just to kind of slap me in the face, I believe. Maybe I could be wrong. Well, I think yeah. I think there's shows that are diverse. There's just trying to stop an argument. I think there's shows that are diverse. I think there's, you know, we have shows that are tilted toward one side and the other i mean in reality what is and i'm not defending anyone's position on this but what is the percentage of america that is black america yeah that's true too but i mean well prince was based so out gonna of be, new york right so there's going to be white shows and there's going to be black shows i mean i think there's i i agree that we need diversity in a lot of our shows but i have no problem with having you know a single black show or a single white show or a mexican show like you know george lopez and you know, I, I think that also brings up humor in different subcultures because we can make fun of our own subculture where we can't make fun of somebody else's. Does that make sense? Sure. No, that does. makes sense. I just wanted to bring I just wanted to bring up the point that, you know, of course, the show was based out of New York, one of yeah. the most or the most diverse city in probably in the world. All I'm saying is that it's kind of awkward that the other side continuously you know, says that they're oppressed, but they're the ones who always point out race and something negatively. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, I'm not the other side because I'm actually a registered independent. Oh. So you're, I mean, if you're going to attack, don't attack the other side, you can attack me. Uh, well, your your actions made me think you were something else, but I understand. Sorry about that. All right. So, Mike, what do you think? Any comments on this, Mike? About Matthew Perry and stuff? Yeah. Or the... No, no, or, I, or in general, the, the, the diversity on TV shows. I mean, we mentioned that a little bit. Yeah, that's actually a good segue, actually. Well, yeah, to another topic? or Well, in terms of the diversity yeah. on TV as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch TV. That's another <laughs> reason. I, I just don't watch TV. Nice. I didn't know okay, that next, much, Mike. Next. Really? Yeah, you I didn't know, know you that? don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch not, – not a lot of TV. I don't watch TV. I watch – you know, occasionally I'll watch a football game. I'll watch the World Series game tonight, but I don't watch. I mean, do not watch TV. Nice. I don't watch, I, I bet read. What do you I do your off time, Mike? I, I read a lot. Okay. I do a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah. Movies. I like movies a lot. But I mean, yeah, you can say that's kind of TV, right? Mm, no you watch them on TV, or do you go to the movies? I, I watch on Netflix, but I like to go to the movies. Okay. Okay. I, I like the big screen. I'm a, a major movie fan, so I see most anything that looks decent. So, and that new movie, the new uh, movie out there about the Indian nation. Oh yeah. 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 Good, it's, I, I, I oh, the one with the, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Killers of the Flower about, Moon or something like that. Yeah. yeah Killers of the Flower Moon. I'd give it a D. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. It's three hours and 28 minutes long. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was long, I heard. And it's 
way too long, way too. Am I? Was it good though? No. Oh, you give it a D. D. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, Uh, and I'm I'm pretty harsh with movies. I'm pretty harsh, and I like I like uh, DiCaprio. I like uh, De Niro. I like uh, the director. What's the director's name? Um, Mario Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. Mike, I if like you him. like a good story, you should watch some anime. There's always good, something good for you. Oh, crap. Did Mike drop? <laughs> Mike just dropped. So oh, we're, no. we're getting Mike back in. Quick question for you guys. Since, since we're on this topic and we've got a, still a few more minutes, we'll switch over to something else. Is there a movie you guys are looking forward to coming up? Because, I mean, it seems to me that movies in general have seemed to drop down from what they used to be. But is there anything you're looking forward to seeing? Anything that you've seen as an upcoming release that you're like, oh, my God, I want to see that in the theater? Who are you talking to, me? Any, any oh, anybody. Just, oh, oh, sorry, because I got disconnected. I didn't know whether you saw that. Yeah, so the question was, since since because we've talked about it, just to ask you all, is there any movie you're really looking forward to seeing? Because I think theaters have dropped down. Is there anything coming up that you're like, I want to see that? I mean, I'm looking forward to it. The the movie that Mike gave a a D to, a D to? but that's <laughs> in the theater. Mahmoud? Yeah, I think the most thing I want to watch is like probably some horror. Nice, Mr. The X. Last one I watched was The Exorcist, and that was pretty decent. Yeah, it was good, Mr. X. Uh, there's nothing that really captures my attention. Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, Sean, I'm actually looking forward to is on Paramount. Uh, it's called Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves. Yeah, Bass Reeves is about a cowboy. Uh, in she, he was a law enforcer. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see, uh, or late nineteen hundreds, I believe. He was a mm-hmm. former enslaved black man who turned to law enforcement, and he was uh, the first black uh, U.S. marshal. Oh wow! We'll have to start doing. We'll have to start doing some movie reviews here. <laughs> So the one I'm looking so, forward to, and that's the only reason I asked the question, is because uh, Napoleon's coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, and I'm a yeah, big history go. buff. So that's yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. next month in theaters, and I want to see that because like, I'm a huge history buff. I love history. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play Napoleon. He's playing Napoleon. Yes. And it's supposedly okay, an gotcha. epic okay. movie. It's a long, it's a, a like a two-plus, almost three-hour movie. covers the whole Napoleon story, so I'm looking forward to that. But that's not for Mike, because Mike doesn't like to watch anything over an hour and a half, looks like. No, no, I, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. It's something I know you are. I, I don't mind at all, but it just, the, I mean, it just dragged. It really dragged. It it was forced. Um, it, it, you know, it repeated the same thing over and over a couple of different times. The same thing. It's like, dude, we got it. Okay, move on, move on. Okay, we got it. And uh, it just tried to, it just tried to blunt, it bludgeon you with a message. Just hit you yeah. over the head with it. Just bludgeon you with a message. Can I, I'm sorry. I, I, can I, I ask Mike a know. question? Yeah, uh, please. Did this story bludgeon, like we said, they bludgeoned you with a message? Was the message yeah. that white people were evil or bad or something? In this in this particular case, uh, the 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 Native Americans uh, discovered oil on their land, and that instantly made many of them wealthy. And then there were the parasites that came along to try to take them the wealth from them, and uh, of which many were white. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I don't. I. I don't. You know. I. I kind of went in with the notion that 
well, okay, I know this is going to be a, a message to make us aware of this moment in history where, you know, this really happened. It genuinely happened. And mm -hmm. that the plight of the Native American, you know, was majorly taken advantage of. And that's true. But, but even there weren't any redeeming characters. Of course. There, there weren't any, I mean, even some of the Native American characters that I wanted to be more powerful and stand up more didn't do that. Again, so there wasn't one character in this entire movie that I walked away going, wow, I really liked that character. Again, hmm. uh, this is what Hollywood wants. Hollywood really wants to bash, you know, white Americans. And uh, this is why there's nothing really interesting that I care for that's coming out. It sounds like I think they it's more, Indians, too. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it was more, I mean, to Mr. X, uh, it was good versus evil. And not to erase history to say, hey, look, this happened to these people. So it's not it was just white people. It was, it was those people, those individuals that did it. They were evil. I mean, either if they were white or black. But, hey, this is what happened in this history. And this is what these people did. Not, hey, these white people did it. No. You know, whoever the individuals that cause uh, the murders or whatever the case may be in the movie. I don't think it yeah. was a, hey, white. It's about oppressing these guys who just happen to be these people and you know they're white but it's not saying hey all white people is evil right one of the interesting look who, lines because look, look who who busted him it was a deputy who was happened to be white in the in it the movie some, in the movie yeah it's just it wasn't no native american that came to the rescue to say hey these white people are doing this or <laughs> an african-american that came to say hey it was this it was a law enforcement individual who said hey you know this is wrong we hear what's going on and let's see what's going on and they bust the, the justice case. yeah the, the justice department finally you know after many many attempts to get them to come and pay attention to all the murders that were happening they finally yeah. got involved and and got to the bottom of it um yeah. one of the interesting lines in the film though was um the, one of the scuzzy characters goes to another man and says, hey, I want you to kill this guy. You want me to kill him? No, oh, man, I don't do that. I don't do that kind of thing. I don't kill people like that. Really? Uh, but he's an Indian. Oh, oh, well, that's different. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's powerful. I still want to see the movie. I still want to see the Yeah, that was a pretty powerful. Well, I'm just telling you guys, you know. Uh, I'll be ready. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go. You're going to go. Oh, shit, man. Well, we'll say we'll, next time. We'll tell you, Mike, you were right. OK. Well, no, I definitely no, think there's a lot of influence in media. Yeah. Especially yeah. for people that are uneducated, especially the young. Yeah. When you yeah, look at stuff like that, what do you take away from that? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. But. It, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chum. Yeah. No, I was going to say, keep going, because I was going to say I wanted to move on to the last topic, but go ahead if you have something else. Mike. No, no, I I, I, I envisioned, um, you talk about the difference between older generation and younger generation. I envisioned that if, if I was in a full theater uh, um, with, with a full theater, I would envision 20 people walking out of the film. Is it so oh, wow. long? Because, yeah, so long, and it just gets so repetitive. It's like, come on, man, get on with it, get on with it, you know, huh? You'll see, well, it just I, lags. I don't, I, when I go to a film, let me just give you a real quick example. This might be helpful, yeah. too, because I, I, I went with my brother. He was visiting, 
And, and I mentioned this to him and he said, well, you know, that, that's a really nice way to put it. Um, when I sit in a film and I like films, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not paying attention to the time. I'm in the story. I'm wrapped in. I like it. Right. I want to be wrapped into the story. But if I'm sitting in a film and all of a sudden I'm going, oh, gosh, man, this thing is like da, 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 da. I'm not being, the director has not done for me what he's supposed to be doing. And I guess it's just a matter of, okay, you guys go see it and see what you say. But for me, man, I, I, I didn't buy it. I, I, it's just too much. Well, I'm hoping to go. I'm hoping to go to the theater, and come back on this show, to say, Mike, you were wrong. Okay, good. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking, man? <laughs> and never take a movie critic uh, as Mike yeah. uh, serious. Yeah. Individual, individual feelings. <laughs> All right. So the last subject that I just wanted to breach today, and it's to me, it's just a very sad subject for what's going on. Uh, but we want to kind of talk about an update and. Uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, it's kind of, we maybe should have started with this so we could have ended on more of a higher note of a crappy movie uh, because this is not a crappy movie. This is a crappy situation, in my opinion. Um, Mahmoud, you have, I guess, some information. Did you got some updated information? Plus, I know you're, you follow this pretty closely. <clears throat> yeah, I did follow it pretty closely. I speak to my uncle that's back in the West Bank every day just to check up on him see how things are and a few things that he stated to me that were pretty important were this is the first time that there has ever been talk for a peace movement and hamas has accepted an initiative that was called the arab league or Arab peace initiative also named the saudi initiative which asks for a withdrawal of all occupancy of the Palestinian territories, which were the West Bank, Golan Heights, the Gaza Strip, and uh, portions of Lebanon to be unoccupied, and as well as the PLO for them to agree on that. So for both sides to state, hey, we're willing to finally work towards a peace agreement, now it's up to the Israeli government to state what do we want to say? Do we want to continue to fight or do we want to negotiate for any kind of peace or ceasefire or, you know, unoccupancy? Uh, the second part was for the past three days, there has been a land invasion of Gaza by the Israeli troops. And every day they take a few hundred meters um as they fight and the third portion was that yemen has declared war against israel it's launched eight mi missiles about 30 drones the missiles were stopped by u.s forces and um defenses throughout the middle east so far what do you guys think That's so the, the the one question i have is are there still hostages held by hamas um I, believe, I think there's still are. Yes, yes. Well, if, have, if the numbers were be. accurate, if the numbers were, yeah, they're absolutely, if the numbers were as accurate or semi-accurate, they've only released, what, five? Something like that? Seven? I'm something. Not, sure. not, not a lot. And most of the hostages that they were treated at least well. No, agreed. Not denying that. I just, I, I, I feel bad because right now it's in a terrible situation. I, I think, in my personal opinion, I think Hamas screwed over Palestine in general. 
you know, because I don't think most Palestinians want to capture, go in and kill 1,300 Israelis, capture and pull people back in. And I think that just put all of Palestine in a bad situation. You know, I'm not denying that the Israelis... True, it gave thing. Palestinians a, a negative light, but it also shed light on the whole situation in unison. There's a lot of support for the Palestinian people, not support for Hamas, all over the world now. And you can right. see it clearly. Right. No, I understand. But it's, and it's the same thing that, like, President Biden tried to tell Netanyahu, we understand, you know, a terrorist attack hit your country and killed 13 other people. Don't overstep. But there's there's a lot of people, and it's not just the U.S. that feel that that if Israel let that go, that they would be a stepping stone. And I'm just being devil's advocate. I'm not. Trust me, I don't support terrorism, and I don't support them going in and killing civilians. And there's been a lot of Palestinian civilians killed. I don't believe in that either. So I'm not standing up for one side or the other. I just think this whole thing, in my opinion, is a shit show. The whole thing is a shit show. And that's what I got to say. Go ahead, guys. It's your guys. I mean, sure, you can say it's a shit show, but you have to analyze the situation where it's at right now. And what, how can it move forward? If there's talks for availability for peace, then let's talk for peace. Stop killing people. Stop the attacks. Call, call a ceasefire. But is that what Israel wants to do? Does Israel want to call for peace? Not at this point. They haven't declared any state for that. Well, they're, they seem to be real interested in making sure Hamas is completely destroyed. That's their motivation. And, that, and, the, and they think it's their justification. The, the rest of the world isn't necessarily agreeing with that. And, I, you know, and a lot of America doesn't seem to be agreeing with that. But that because they're not that, agree, agreeing with their tactics, Mike. Agree. Yes, I absolutely agree. I think Israel is going to come out on the real short end of this as far as the world, world view. Without I mean, doubt. the whole Arab League doesn't agree with what's going on. There's a lot of other countries, too. Ireland's in huge support. There's um, support from um, huge humanitarian factions that are providing aid for the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. Until I hear, this is, this is hardcore. I'm sorry it's hardcore, but this is kind of how I feel. Until I hear uh, definitively from the leaders of Palestine that, and the majority of people in Palestine that are saying, yes, we can live in peace with Israel. We can live in peace with Israel. There's, it's pointless unless, and then, and then ultimately that question has to go to Israel. Can you live in peace with the Palestinians? And if they simply say, no, we can't, then a two-state solution is not going to work. It's going to continue to fight and kill each other for another 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. If, if the people truly can, in their hearts, mean it, yes, we can live together. We can do that. And then you're going to have to eliminate that whatever 12% that says, no, never, I will never accept that. Is that am, I, am, I, am I numbers okay, Mahmoud? I'm just good throwing a number out there, 12%, because you're not, I would be really surprised if you could get 100% of the Palestinians to say, no, I, I, we actually believe in our hearts we could live in a two-state world. I mean, I think you can say that about any party. You, you can never get 100%. That's not, okay. there's no absolute there. Okay, so, but if, if that 12% continues to create war, 
then both sides are still going to be in the middle of it. So not only do the 86, not only do the 86 or 88 percent of the Palestinians have to deal with that 12 percent and get them out of there because it's like, dude, we want peace. We're the majority. Go away. You want war. And then again, it has to be the same thing with the Israelis. I'm not trying to suggest it's a one-way deal. It isn't a one-way deal. The Israelis have to be able to say the same thing. Well, look what they did to them. Look at this horrible thing that they did to us. You've been doing horrible things too, right? Well, uh, 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 uh. well, okay. But can you, in your heart of hearts, can you live side by side in a two-state situation? If you can, make it happen. I believe so. I believe a lot of the Palestinians are moving for that. I have a Israeli friend of mine that I speak to on a daily basis, and he's like, yeah, a two-state solution is the way to move. Yeah. And we talk about it, and I was like, if we can talk about it, I believe the majority of the people talk about it, then what's the, what are our leaders doing? What are is the United States as a superpower doing and other superpowers? Uh, they should be able to stop and rationally act before committing more murders and it's for well, both sides uh, you know again if, if you've got if you've got an element within Palestine that is avowed that their goal is to destroy Israel well that element has stated it wants peace and the Palestinian people stated they want peace what, I, when did the Hamas say that? I didn't. I didn't hear that one. Um, it, they agreed to it in regards to the Saudi initiative, which were the 1967 borders that happened recently. But I but, can find so, a but, source for you. But the Hamas just just said they would do that now or recently. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I didn't hear that. And That's the only why thing I, I, I stated earlier that it was up to Israel to state what would they want. Would they are they moving for peace or not? Well, no, I, of I, right no. now it's not no. been declared. No. No, they're but, not right now. Not they're not in that mood. But at some no. point, let's hope when this war stops, then they would be in a situation where again the same question has to be asked of them. Genuinely, <clears throat> can you live in a two state two state solution? Can you live this way? Because that's going to be the only piece you have. If not, build a friggin' you know forty foot wall, and and you guys <laughs> cannot live next to you cannot live next to each other. I'm, or you know you cannot have contact because all you're going to do is kill each other so mike well, now that leaves it unanswered you have one side that's saying yes we can now the other side has to say something as well absolutely absolutely but right now they've been they're the aggrieved party okay that's the justification they have they were the ones that were quote attacked that i and that's it's difficult that's a difficult situation because that trumps well, wait a minute. How about all this other bad shit you've been doing? Right? It's it's like it washes all that away. And it doesn't wash all that away, does it? Of course it doesn't. That's not fair. But Not so, when they're proceeding in the actions of the way they're taking it. Absolutely not. It's yes. inhumanitarian and it's against a lot of the Geneva Conventions. Well, unfortunately... Yeah, both that's sides what, did that. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what war does. That's what they're doing in, in uh, Ukraine as well. They're certainly not following the Geneva Convention and warfare. I'm, I'm not trying I, to. I'm, I'm no, not no, trying no, to. I, I understand. I'm not yeah. trying to say anything like that. I'm just yeah. trying to say, yeah. 
that's why we are speaking about it now and i believe that it should stop and that's why our government should move forward and i think uh, I, you know i'm still fairly pleased that the american government seems to be keeping to say you know you need to follow the rules of war you need to follow the laws the rules here you know these are the very rules that you've agreed to 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 be part of and israel is not is not doing that and and again they're they're using their justification to say well see this is why we're doing it this is why we're doing it this is why we're doing it you know mr x what's your feeling what exactly does Mahmoud want America to do again? I believe he's saying that he wants America to do something. What is it that you want America to do? What would I like America to do? Yes. I uh, would like America to listen with their hearts before deciding. I think a lot of the people here want for a peaceful solution. So I would like America to enforce a peaceful solution. You want America to, a to listen between two parties. Is you want that America not what superpower should be allowed to do. You want America to listen with their heart and mm -hmm. to force another country to do a ceasefire. Force both mediate for it. Yeah. And you think that's in America's best interest? I think it's in the best interest of somebody that states, let's uh, achieve a greater good. Isn't that what the people of America want to stand for? A better world? Isn't that why we provide so much money and support to other nations so that we can achieve better laws? and um, better governments in those countries. Do you know how America's seen internationally? Can you tell me? Well, from what I understand, America's seen as a country that thinks it could go to wherever they want and push around with their big stick what they want for their policies. And when America has tried to do good, a lot of negative things happened and America gets a bad rap. So I think I mean, America, America is taking a stance right now. And what stance is America making right now? It's per, uh, supplying Israel with um, money and resources. It has a naval um, station outside of the, on the coast of West Bank or the Gaza Strip, excuse me. And uh, has, it, it hasn't done any new money yet. There's been no appropriation for anything. It's all stuff that they've been giving to Israel for an extended time frame. So there's no new money going there yet or approved yet. That's just because there's nothing gone through the house. But America is posturing its support for <clears throat> Israel yes. and, and stability in the region. Has America been... And America has been consistent with that, with Israel, right, for decades? Yeah. Okay. Position. Okay. So America has both... done what it's always done for the last, what, 30 to 40 years? 
does that mean we have to stagnate and continue doing what we've always been doing? When you see something is wrong, do you just still do what you're doing or do you listen and think and you're like, oh, well, the fact that you act the, that you ask the country to listen with their heart seems really poetic. I mean, it's really beautiful. But the fact of Amer the, the matter is that no country's going to listen to their heart. At least I haven't seen it in my lifetime. Uh, I mean, I'm just... Well, I think there's always room for growth and change. I Mr. think X. both Biden and the Secretary of State have cautioned on on overstepping reactions. And at least that's what I heard. Absolutely. You know, you know President Biden said, asked, you know, Israel not to enter with ground troops. But Israel is going to do what Israel's going to do. Now, I and have been doing that for three days now. Now, yep. I, now for, uh, in my opinion, in my political stance, I do not want my country to do more than what it's doing. Matter of fact, I don't even want them to be helping out Ukraine, let alone us using more of our treasury for a whole other country. Understand. Different topic, but understand. Well, same issue. Same issue. Absolutely, it's the same issue. Same issue, but different topic. I mean, don't don't get me Uh, wrong. I I feel bad. I mean, my mood's obviously invested in this, you know, but it's like... I mean, obviously, I'm invested in it, but I I speak as a human being as well. We all speak as human beings. So uh, it's, uh, I, I think that's right rude to wrong. even state that I speak as a human being. Right versus wrong, or to have a nationality to see well, right you wrong. tell that's the hostages about what's right and wrong and human being feelings. You tell a mother crying that her daughter got beheaded. I'm I mean, that's the that's just being used right now. I'm not supporting the tactics of Hamas. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that there should be more peaceful resolutions and actions taken by both sides. I think Mike said it best when he's like, hey, Israel's reacting to them being perceived as attacked. So the ball was dropped when Hamas went and invaded and bombed Israel. Period. Well, I think one thing we can all agree is that, again, it's, it's, it's the civilians that are paying for this in the long run. It's not the leaders that caused this confrontation that are paying for it. It's the civilians. And Right now, the Palestinian people have definitely paid a higher price than the Israelis, because my what I've heard recently is over eight thousand civilians killed in in uh, from Palestine. But and Hamas thought, knew that beforehand, right? But Hamas again, I don't see Hamas Hamas as Palestinians. I see them as the radical faction of them. They they were elected by the Palestinians Sean. originally, and then refused to leave power. Well, well, okay, but then and again. I'm with Mr. X on this. Here, here you have a country that is is not able to decide its own fate, and America wants to get involved again. Here we go, Afghanistan, Iraq. Here we go. No, understand. That's exactly but I just, my point. I, I want people to understand this: that that Hamas was a representation of Palestine, but then they refused to leave power when their term was up. They said they chose not to leave power. And the problem is they did it by force, and that's the issue. That's why I don't see Hamas and Palestine as the same, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm just looking at one man's opinion. 
Absolutely, Sean, you're right. But the fact is that Hamas is embedded within the other normal Palestinians and we can't weed them out. But at the same time, we can't expect Israel just to take it either. They need to do what they feel they need to do, period. Anderson, haven't heard from you on this subject. Um, yeah, I'm just, it's just unfortunate what's going on. Oh, I mean, uh, politics and just, you know, I'm just thinking about the bombing and innocent people that are, that are dying. I mean, there needs to be a solution and, uh, you know, it just sucks. Yeah. What, what's Yemen, what's Yemen's stake in supporting, you know, the Palestinians, what are they willing to take Palestinian people? I, I mean, I've, I get the impression that a lot of Arab countries are, aren't themselves all that thrilled with the Palestinians. Am I way off on that, Mahmoud? Do you know? Maybe I'm putting you on the spot. Maybe you don't know, but. Um, I don't know if they're mad at them, but I'm sure that I know that they're supporting them. The Palestinians. Are, are they allowing them in their country? Is Egypt allowing more Palestinians to enter their well, country? The border to Egypt had two gates, and the gate on the Israeli side was bombarded and destroyed, making access inachievable. However, from the Egyptian side, there is aid and support ready to enter the Gaza Strip whenever access is available. So they let they let they let uh, something like what 240 through today, but they were mostly in the Egyptian side on the gate there, but they were not Palestinians. They were aid workers and some Americans and some uh, foreign people or foreign, you know, uh, other country citizens, but they were not just allowing they had to be on a list of some kind to be qualified to be allowed to leave through that gate. And they were not Palestinians. I think Egypt said right away there's they had no intention of allowing thousands and thousands of Palestinians to come into their country and find safety. So my understanding with doing a little research is from Yemen. It's the Houthis rebels who are Iranian backed that attacked Israel. So it's not actually the country of Yemen. It's part of the rebels that actually attacked yeah. them that are Iranian backed. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. Just what I'm seeing in a news flashes now. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the country, the whole country of Yemen thinks, but I know the rebels are the ones that claim the attacks and they are backed by Iran. So I'm not trying to justify anyone's situation there, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I think the whole thing is bad. The whole thing is bad. I don't like, I've spent enough time in the military. I don't like to see any conflict and civilians should never pay the price ever. Agreed. So I hope that's one thing we all agree on is that the civilians should not pay this price. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, guys, it's, I think we're close to a little over an hour. Um, any last minute issues people want to bring up or talk about real quick before we go? No. Continue to take care of yourself. Drink more water. Exercise. <laughs> Thirty minutes of walking a day is always great. Nice. There you uh, go, Mister X. Being our new conservative, at least temporarily. Anything you want to end with? 
uh, it was it's pretty pretty zesty over here. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I feel about it. We had one guy wanting to sign off right off the bat, and the other one wanting to point out. <laughs> it was it was pretty zesty. I don't know. Well, that's what we do here where we could be wrong. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I guess that's it. We'll plan on meeting next week. Uh, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, so, again, this is We Could Be Wrong, but who cares? And uh, we thank you all for showing up today. See ya. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.